2: Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy and successful at work. And thank you to our friends at the Iowa Economic Development Authority for sponsoring this episode. You can learn more about the IEDA in the show notes. I'm your host, Lauren McDedwin, and you all know I'm an advocate for making power moves in your career. I literally wrote a book about the topic, but there's one major career move I didn't cover, which is where you build your career. That's why I'm so excited to connect with Emily Steele, a successful Iowa-based business owner who's sharing the three things that have had the most influence on her career journey, including her unique twist on influencer marketing. Be prepared to get influenced, pun intended, as we chat about the definitions of success, lifestyle moves, and her advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to start Hummingbirds, which I think is such a genius idea, but tell everyone what what it is
0: (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So I I live in Des Moines, Iowa. And what I was doing here, I was running a local marketing agency and working with clients who were trying to drive local behavior, right? They're trying to get people to go to their physical therapy clinic, their med spa, their restaurant. And so they really needed these local people to do these local things. And a lot of what I was seeing kind of in the marketing landscape was a lot of traditional options. So think like billboard, TV, print, radio, like great channels. But also, like new opportunities. And so I, as a consumer, was thinking, how do I make decisions about like what physical therapy clinic to go to? Oh, I ask my friends. I see yeah. what my friends are talking about on social media, and I'm influenced. And so I had this kind of thesis around, you know what what will influencer marketing look like, or can it look like at a local level where local people are really amplifying local brands, local events, and experiences to move the needle for these brands? And so, I started playing around with it with my local clients in Des Moines. They loved the concept, built some really basic tech, and really had an opportunity to expand across multiple cities in the Midwest by raising venture capital dollars and kind of taking that startup scale-up path. But the core of the business has always been about helping local communities thrive by giving people the opportunity to talk about all the great things happening in their community.
2: And so the people who become the, quote, influencers, these are people mm-hmm. like me and you just like normal people who are maybe not influencers per se yeah. on social media.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a spin. Like we call them hummingbirds very intentionally in the sense like they're local pollinators. They, they have a voice and maybe they have 202,000 Instagram followers, but those people are the ones they bump into at the grocery store. they actually see at like sand volleyball that would be like, Hey, I saw you got a margarita at that new Restaurant, like, was it good? Like, do they make it spicy? And then you're like, oh my gosh, yes! You need to try the chips and queso. Like, there's no other advertising where you can like create dialogue like that. And so, yeah, that's really the the focus is like local, everyday voices amplifying the things in their own backyard. Yeah, that's
2: really smart. I feel like like the way I found my hairdresser was somebody I followed on Instagram who I don't even know that well, but she provided some services to my kids. And so I was following her. And now I go to her hairdresser. And it's like that's what exactly what you're talking about. Like word of mouth marketing. For 2024, (laughs) which means word of mouth is Instagram (laughs) or something else like that. That is very, very cool. I want to, you know, the the goal of today's conversation, you obviously have this really interesting career and I think building a company is not the easiest thing. So before we get into discussing kind of building a successful career and getting into these specific tips, I want to know how do you define success as someone who has been owned a couple of different businesses and continues to work for themselves and doesn't Mm -hmm. have necessarily like, you know, a manager being like, this is the metric we have to meet, or this is the thing you have to do. You're,
0: you're really driving your own bus. Yeah. I think success for me is always about impact. Like am I impacting the customers I'm serving? What does that look and feel like? Is it different? Is it innovative? Is it disruptive? That to me feels like success can't be the same as what everyone else is doing for my you know, for me. And then of course, like the ability to create wealth for my family or have stability. And, you know, I, I don't know, I think there's something about autonomy and like the ability to, yeah, I have two young kids. Like I want to have that flexibility for myself and my team because I understand how important that is and kind of a post COVID world. So that's kind of how I look at success. I would say like financial is a huge part of it, but it's also like, do I wake up excited to, to make an impact with the product we're building? Mhm. And I feel like what you're talking about is what a lot of people use
2: to define success. Has your definition of success changed over the years? Like you mentioned now you're an entrepreneur and you have young kids and like has that changed from like when you were in your early 20s and maybe doing the corporate thing and
0: Yeah, you know, not really, which is kind of cool. I started out right out of college. I did neighborhood revitalization and community development work. So so much of like what I started in professionally was all about creating local impact. Look different, right? And like kind of an economic development level. But to me, like I've always wanted to feel like I'm making it a difference. I went into PR communications because I knew that I wanted to use my own channel and my own you know marketing savvy, if you will, to make an impact for brands. So I never did like the corporate path where I was like, "Oh, this is not it for me. I've always felt really like it's been really important for me to align with my values to what I'm creating or what I'm a part of, yeah we talk a lot about that on this
2: show about (laughs) finding the right fit career and how it all Mm -hmm. comes back to values. And I think you're giving us like a very tangible example of like, doesn't matter what I've done. It's always been sort of this local impact. And that's the common theme Mm -hmm. that has really like the thread that kind of goes through all of your career experiences, which is interesting. And it feels like because you've let that drive you, it's like, you are fulfilled in what you're doing, you know, versus obviously we talk a lot about like what happens when you're not, or you've been working towards something and you get to that place and it's not what you
0: thought it was going to be, you know, that kind of thing. Totally. Yep. Yep. And I've experienced those things too. And jobs and, you know, committees or boards I've been on. And then, you know, you get to, you get to make a choice in those moments, right? Do I continue in this and not thrive or do I peace out and do what does fulfill me and where I can use my zone of genius to really make a difference? Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, I think that's why you're the perfect person to talk about things
2: that can influence your career success. And we went through, there was like three things on the list. So I want to start with talking, kind of diving deeper into each one. So number one on the list is the influence of location for your career success. How has the choice of location really impacted the success of overall your career, but also hummingbirds and your other career moves? Yeah, it's,
0: foundational for me. Because so much of what I attribute to any of the company's success I have created is the people I've surrounded myself with. The people who have been willing to grab coffee or do a mentorship program with me or offer resources, offer connections. When I went to college in Des Moines at Drake University, the uh, dean of the business school was like, I'm going to tell you something. It is not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent all of my college career like getting to know people. And I can say for a fact that was the best move versus obsessing over my GPA. Yes. And I just have met incredible people in Iowa. I'm more centric in the Des Moines area, but the people who have been so supportive along this path to say, I love what you're doing. How can I help? And maybe you can find that other places, but it has been so enriching for me as a business owner, as just a human. And I'm like, I'm, I'm here to, to build business and, and stay for as long as I can in Iowa.
1: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill. Patio. Sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back. Get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit
3: Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: So obviously Iowa has played a a big role in this. What are the specific advantages of growing a business in a state
0: like Iowa? And maybe you don't have another example, but
2: you know, let's just say Iowa is the pure example here.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, this is all I know. I grew up in a small Dutch town, Pella, like 45 minutes outside of Des Moines. So this is what I know. But you know, as I get to know more founders across the country, I think there's just like, there's an entrepreneurial energy that has really blossomed over the last five years. And maybe that's because I've been like more a part of it than before. But to me, it's that sense of community and pride and people really advocating for and supporting fellow business owners and entrepreneurs. And you don't have to be like a tech entrepreneur. You can be like the small business owner and be part of chambers that are really active and really supporting one another. And so, I mean, it's all I know. It's all I'm used to. But I think that that's been something people have been really delighted in as they move from other states. So I can kind of even say like, this is what I've noticed my peers from out of state saying and experiencing. So that's been my experience. I wouldn't, wouldn't change that. What about, I mean, I live
2: in Los Angeles. So the natural question that comes to (laughs) mind is cost of living. And I think about like, Mm -hmm. Iowa has a lower cost of living than where I live in LA. And so, you know, if I had been a little savvier about starting a business, I might've thought about starting a business in a place that had a more affordable cost of living, because when you are starting a business or even just growing your career, like that for your financial success, that's also a big piece of this. So how does, you know, having a lower cost of living, for example, in a place like Iowa really contribute to your, or how has that helped you with building your business and your personal financial health overall?
0: Yeah. I mean, I could take bigger bets because the financial risk wasn't as high. And so I think for me, it was like, okay, I can get myself X amount of runway because I have lower costs of living here. And I just look at my peers who went to Drake or grew up in Pella who are in other cities and they're like, that's what your mortgage is. You know, like yeah. that's how much houses are. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's amazing. I feel like I've been able to make bigger moves too with investing like in a 401k or programs yeah. that support my financial health years to come. And yeah. so I feel like that, you know, I, I was able to take a little bit of a lower salary than I think most maybe tech CEOs would because it was fine. And so then I could hire more people in my company because salary requirements aren't as high as on the coast. And so there are so many things that we can do inside yeah. of our company and what I can do personally because of that, that I feel so grateful for. It's interesting. I feel like COVID
2: was really a reckoning for that for so many people where they yes. were living in these extremely expensive cities. Like yes. I, my the example I always think of is like San Francisco or New York, where like just to rent an apartment that you share with another person is like $3,000 a month. Yeah. And it's like, at yeah. what point do we say like, this is just not worth it. And I think yep. COVID at least allowed us to say, I can go build a business somewhere else because distributed work is pretty much everywhere. I'm sure you live in Iowa, but you work with people in New York and LA and in, yep. in Seattle, Miami, mm-hmm. whatever. And it doesn't matter, but it matters so much for you on a personal level because it's like, yep, you're not having to sacrifice owning a home or something like that. I think I think a lot about that. I actually got advice when I was in college from the Career Center and they were like, don't go to one of those big major cities right away, like Mm -hmm. find a city that is not going to be through that, you know, like where you're not giving up so much quality of life in order to work there. And obviously that didn't work because I ended up in L.A., but that's a long story. But but I was from Portland, Oregon, and that was sort of like something originally I had really thought about. And I think it's interesting that like you're basically talking about like the influence of location on your career success does matter. And I think we are seeing people realize that with moving to other places. And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm very fascinated by the role that Iowa literally plays in your business, just because you're like, sometimes it doesn't matter. And in this example, it does matter. I just want to like, one thing I want to talk about before we move on to number two is what are some misconceptions about starting a business in Iowa? Like, where you start a business does matter too, by the way, people like there's a lot of States that are more friendly to businesses and States that are less friendly. So let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. I found it very easy to file the LLC and like move towards being a C corporation and like doing all the different types of business moves that we've made. I don't have it, anything to compare it to in terms of like other States, but I will say like, we're setting up payroll for other employees in some other States. And like, I'm like, whoa, like this is very different or more complex or way more challenging or red tape. So I have found it to just to be easy and supportive. I, I don't know if there are specific misconceptions. I mean, we're building like an incredible team of Iowans and a distributed team as a startup that maybe you wouldn't normally see in Iowa and finding a lot That's of success in terms of culture. Like we're able to do that here. And it makes sense. It works for us. I mean, you're going to, and you're going to get all four seasons here. So you get experience all of like, (laughs) I'm like literally recording. This is like, basically, there's a blizzard outside and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad wifi is working today. But I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, I want to be in like the tech scene and I want to be in like, be in the know, but you can do so much of that now digitally. I think about all the connections that I've made on LinkedIn and Instagram. And I'm like, it's, it's doable anywhere. So why
2: not? Yeah. My immediate misconception, again, from a recruiting background, someone might be like, oh, but there Mm -hmm. isn't talent in Iowa like there is in these other cities. And I think that you're completely debunking that. And it's just simply not true in today's world. It's like actually maybe 30 years ago. That was different if everybody was consolidated somewhere else. But we've already talked about the thing. You know, I think that matters a lot. I want to move into your second tip of things that can influence your career success. And that's the power of networking. So you already talked about this Mm -hmm. a little bit with what you learned in college, but what strategies do you recommend for effective networking? Any hacks or
0: tips that you can share? Mm -hmm. I think networking is such an art and science. I built like a very large women's networking group. And so it's fascinating to look at like the behavior of individuals who created success as being members of that organization. And then the ones that were like, Well, I'm not getting any value out of this. I'm like, well, okay, obviously. So I would say, you know, the people who show up and are like there to just push out business cards and talk about themselves are going to get the value of a networking group. The people who I think really lead with value and curiosity hey, what do you do in the world? Like, what do you care about? What lights you up? And like, be curious and don't talk about yourself unless it's like an organic part of the conversation. I think those people win in life and business. A lot of my, ideology is, is rooted in the book, The Go-Giver. I don't know if you've ever heard no. of that book or know of it, but it's just this, it's the shortest little book I've read, but it was like, oh my gosh, this encapsulates like the way I think about life. It's like giving more value than you receive in payment, like not asking for anything from people, but just giving, being like super generous. And that doesn't mean you're just like writing checks or whatever to all these like nonprofit organizations and things like that. But it's like, Hey, is there like, what would help you get to the next step in your business? And someone's like, I need really looking for five new people, new customers who can do this. It's like, oh, I have a friend who mm-hmm. was just talking about this. Can I make an introduction? You can imagine like reciprocity like, starts to happen. The more you give, people want to reciprocate. And so for me, when I think about networking, it's all about that, like adding value, adding value, not expecting anything, but showing up and saying like, I want to help you.
3: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a memorable moment where, or a memorable networking experience that positively
0: impacted your business that you could share? I would say, you know, I think about one of my closest friends, Whitney, who is a photographer in Des Moines. And. I think about we're really close friends now. So it's fun to like look back like three, four years when we first met. But I look at when she joined Fem City, the group I was running and brand new to making connections. And I made a point to be like, here are three people you need to know. And I can look now at all of the photographs of the families she's taken with those individuals and like her career growth because these people she photographed and introduced her to these people she photographed. Like I see that like spiderweb, impact of like what has happened because of a few key introductions. And so that feels really tangible to me. And like other people have done the exact same for me. And so I just like when I can sit back and really appreciate and look at the full picture, I'm like, wow, those like two or three introductions from 2018 yeah. led to this. It's yeah, really powerful. Cool.
2: It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. You're talking about local events. And the positive influence they've had, you obviously created like a local networking group. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think of networking and get very nervous about attending events because they're not sure. Like you walk into a room and you don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about local events, maybe debunk maybe the myths that we have in our head about them? And why are they a good thing to join when you are Mm -hmm. trying to build your career?
0: Yeah, I mean it's scary going anywhere new. Like let's be honest, I'm usually like just to have a friend that wants to go with me. You know, I yeah. don't like <laughs> necessarily like showing up alone places either. So I don't think it's like uncommon and it's like get over it. Like there is like a anxiousness like sometimes I still feel today where I'm like, okay, I don't know anyone in this room, but I think that's an opportunity to be like again curious. Like who's here? What do they care about? What can I ask them? What can I learn from this opportunity? And you know, sometimes it does require like popping into a pod of three people who are in a circle together and to be like, hey, people usually, they are all there to network. So it's not like anyone's going to be like, what are you doing here? It's like, that's the point, you know, to so like interject, to be part of it, to be a friendly face. Sometimes I think the people who were involved in Femme City who got the most out of it volunteered to be a greeter. So you feel like you have a role, yeah. but you're, you know, you're like filling out the name tags, you're welcoming people, you're showing them where the coffee is. And so you feel like you can still network, but you almost feel like you have a role as well, that I don't know. It makes it easier. So oh, maybe a volunteer to be like, this. yeah, <laughs> you're like, give me a job, so
2: I don't just like stand around with nothing to do. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. Do you think local events in Des Moines, and, and again, maybe you don't have much of a comparison, but like I think of going to local events in LA, and I'm like, it is too big, too broad. Ooh. Like there's that fear of like, is this going to be a complete waste of my time? But I feel like in Des Moines, local events seem to be very successful and something that actually people
0: really are involved in. um, Have you experienced that as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Des Moines, it's a smaller city. So it's easy to get from like suburb to suburb. It's like 15 minutes here, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. here. So, you know, you can go to a totally new chamber of commerce event. You can go to a young professionals event, um, like a downtown networking thing and meet a whole bunch of different people that are maybe focused on different things or they just like, they work downtown. So they do those types of things or they identify as young professionals. So I do think, and it continues to grow, just the diversity of the groups and what yeah. people care about. And that's been really exciting to see grow because when I started Femme City Des Moines, I mean, there's always been a really solid chamber approach in the community, but there was nothing that was really focused on these like younger women kicking off their careers in Des Moines, for Des Moines. And so I was like, how do we get more of these kind of like yeah. niche groups created for different types of people creating things?
2: Yeah. And there's something that seems less intimidating about it like that. Like you're kind of getting at the ground level versus when you go again, this was the advice I got was like, don't launch your career in like one of these bigger cities, like they'll eat you alive. Mm -hmm. Like that was sort of, that was the message without being that being the message. But I understand, you know, you know, the, the joke about like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And you're like, I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. a good thing, you know, but like, I, I understand that. And it's, it's interesting because there are times where you're like, again, you're like, I would like to go somewhere and be able to build community and have belonging. And that can be much harder and very large cities. And it's just mm-hmm. like the fact that you've talked so much about local events. I'm like, I live in a huge city. No one ever talks about yeah. local events because it's not, oh, it's not as much a thing here. So that's yeah. really interesting too. Okay. So the third yeah. thing that can influence your yeah. career success, you talked about purpose and its role overall. And I'm just curious, like you obviously talked about the purpose that kind of is, the foundation to all the the things you've done, which is that local impact. I'm I'm curious in what ways is having a strong sense of purpose, which it sounds like you have, influenced your career decisions and
0: success overall? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything to me because it it's what motivates me to get to work, to make a difference, to, to stay up later on some nights when I'm like I'm really tired from my one year old who's you know cutting teeth. So for me, purpose is like it has to be there. or It's not interesting to me. Period. And I think from that perspective, it's really allowed us as a team, a leadership team at Hummingbirds to say, this is the culture, these are the values. We want you to have a sense of purpose when you show up. And if you don't, we need to talk about it and like help you get there. Or maybe like Hummingbirds isn't the fit for you, which is also yeah. okay. And so it drives every, the impact, purpose, alignment. I think that is just key and really holding onto that in an authentic way. So I think it really sets companies apart too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We had someone come on the show and she had done some research on it. And according to the science and the research, the three drivers behind happiness at work were autonomy, purpose, and relationships, which is sort of interesting Mm -hmm. because in a way we're we're essentially saying all that. I mean, we talked about location, but it's interesting because she had said purpose and very much like having values aligned. I'm curious, what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs who are maybe struggling to find their purpose? I think you are so clear on it. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you can start really clear with a purpose that maybe is why you get into it. But as you know, things change and people Mm -hmm. have so much feedback for you along the way. How do you like, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs or even people in their career who are struggling to find their purpose right now?
0: Yeah. I think sometimes it does just require us to really step back and sit with ourselves or help get work with someone. Maybe it's a close friend or an old employer or something that and I'll be really clarified because I totally get it. You get kind of in the grind and you're like, okay, yep. Like I built this product, but now this product looks like this and it's for this customer. I didn't quite know. I don't know how we got there, but we're here. And, you know, for some people, it means like scrapping the whole thing and being like, I'm not doing this if it doesn't align with what I set out to do. And other people, you know, really find a way to be like, okay, this is the core audience I actually want to talk to. So I'm going to make the hard choice of changing my messaging, you know, relinquishing like some of these client relationships and It is really hard, but I think it just instead of just pushing and pushing and like trying to get to success financially, if you're not feeling fulfilled, like there is like a trickle effect of like maybe some like health issues or challenges that you could face and like don't get there if you don't have to. So I don't know. It's hard because I'm sure it's case by case. Every personality and person is different, but I think like it's getting reflective and getting curious about, well, why isn't this creating purpose when it used to or Mm -hmm. why are things this way?
2: Okay, I want to ha- ask you another tough question related to purpose because yes. as a small business owner and maybe anyone who's listening to this, who's a business owner or a manager of a team can maybe relate to this. How does purpose influence your company culture and employee engagement? You know, we're seeing all these reports right now about how employee engagement is the lowest it's ever been. And I know you're mm-hmm. you, you have a small startup, so that might be not your mm-hmm. huge challenge because you don't have mm-hmm. 3,000 people in your company. But overall when you're running a startup Everybody counts literally in and, and they're oh, yeah. and so important. So how do you infuse that purpose into the culture and the engagement for your team?
0: We've done a few tactical things. We try to be really intentional about content. We reshare. So the whole point of hummingbirds is like get out into your community and experience brands, you know, backyard, share it on social. So when we see really great content from our hummingbirds, we put that in our Slack channel. Be like, look what people are doing. Wow, like look how much of a difference this makes for our clients. So it's showing visualizing like you might be selling packages as a salesperson, but like, look what, look what you, the client is now experiencing for themselves. We also have a Slack channel called Wins. And so every Friday or Monday, depending on people's remembering to do it, which is mostly me, we <laughs> post like a win or multiple wins we've had in our, our personal life or like in business too. And I think that it helps people get to know each other. It also just lets us celebrate one another on a really consistent basis. And so when we think about engagement, like we just put out an employee survey and like the engagement was incredibly high. There are of course areas that we get to lean into and grow, but I do think like we really try and like our weekly meetings with teammates to be like, okay, yes, are you hitting your goals? Are we focused on these KPIs? Are we hitting our numbers? But how are you doing? Anyway, we can help you make this more efficient, make it more effective, like bring more joy into it. And I think like having that relationship with your employees is, is part of that. Like just, you were saying relationships, like you care about someone, like that builds like a lot of stickiness, that emotional Velcro that I think employees are looking for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, emotional Velcro is such a good term for it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Last question. I was thinking about how early stage startup companies in major cities, sometimes it's the the stereotype is you work a hundred hours a week and you're basically married to your job. And that we Mm. are not seeing that. Like we are seeing much more people say, work-life balance is important to me. How does Hummingbirds and specifically having a business in Iowa kind of mix in with that work-life balance? How, I mean, mm-hmm. does the Iowa piece play a role of it? I mean, I'm not really sure, but like tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, you have to work hard. Like we're definitely hard workers on our team and we put in the time, but like on the weekends, there's no expectation to be online or on Slack and like collaborating in any way. And we set that, I made that really clear in the beginning. When we first started hiring people, I was like eight months, nine months pregnant. I'm like, look, like you're going to get a lot of me, but you're not going to get like a big chunk of my time over the next several months as I do this whole mom thing again. And so I think it's just being really intentional with teammates of like, these are the boundaries you get to create. And like, these are the boundaries that I have that like you're not going to impress me if you email me at 5am. You're not going to yeah. impress me or the team if you're working at 9pm. If you yeah. want to, cool, do it. So I would say that is a company thing, but I also think there are a lot of people like I'll go get happy hour with at poor 30 that are signing off work and there's not like pressure to stay late and feel bad as what I've noticed across like a lot of peers and friends, a lot of different companies in Iowa. And so that's really nice because yeah. hustle culture just can really, really cause burnout. So it's, we it's don't need the that.
2: hustle culture and sort of and again, I can speak to this being <laughs> living in LA, it's the feeling of like there's always more to do and like someone's Mm -hmm. like the keeping up with the Joneses vibe, like that kind of feeling. And it's an exhausting thing. And I think we're all, Everybody is moving toward an anti hustle culture. And I think it's yeah. amazing that you are setting the example because one of the worst things is this bait and switch thing when a manager will say, No, I don't want you emailing at 5 a.m., but the person who emails at 5 a.m. gets rewarded for it. Right. And so yeah. it's like actions yep. speak louder than words. Well, these are all incredible <laughs> tips and reminders of things that can influence yeah. your career success. So just to recap, everybody, you know, considering your location of where you want to build your career, the power of networking, and then purpose. And Emily, I I love your example of just, you're so crystal clear on your purpose. And I think that's really nice to see because one of the most challenging things I think sometimes is that tell me about yourself. It's, you know, what's your, why what's your impact? And it's, it's great to Mm -hmm. see, like you're saying, like, it doesn't necessarily matter where I go, but this is the impact I have and, or like the the theme. And I I love that. I think that's a good real example. Emily, tell everyone Mm -hmm. where they can learn more about you and hummingbirds, which is such a cool concept and yeah, give them all the links.
0: Yeah. So I'm active as like a human. Emily Steele (laughs) is like person of hummingbirds on Instagram. I'm just emily.steele. If you want to learn more about hummingbirds, our website's the best. It's www.hummingbirds.com. We're also very active in every city we're in on Instagram as well. So if you're in one of our communities and want to be part of like what we're building as a brand or as a hummingbird, we would love to chat with you. Yeah, it's, time today. It's, su- it's such a cool concept. So anyone who Thanks. go on their website, check
2: out their cities. And if you are the person who loves getting recommendations, this reminds me of like, I'm in like a mom group chat. And oh yes. my God, <laughs> if you need something figured out, be in a mom uh-huh. group chat. They know they've done their research and they will re- yep. respond in <laughs> two seconds. That's <No>, amazing. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much Bye. for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Iowa Economic Development Authority. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about building a career in Iowa and the incredible advantages it can offer. Oh, and also please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. A little insider tip, one review equals a thousand downloads. And that's the number one way that you can support our show so we can be back here each week with amazing guests.